0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Trending Ticker. I'm your host, Parker Friedman, and a slow day on the market, but a big day in earnings. Let's start off with the indices, with the Dow finishing down 0.57%, NASDAQ down 08 and the S&P 500 down 066 but huge day for earnings. Three big banks reported. Let's dive right into those, the first being the daddy of all the big banks, and that's Goldman Sachs. Goldman blew earnings right out of the water. They posted EPS of $9.68 compared to the $5.57 expected by the street of $4.11 beat. It's just absurd. Somehow the stock only finished up 0.24%. But, you know, revenue side, they posted $10.78 billion in revenue. Street expected 9.8% four six and then obviously like I talked about yesterday is the trading revenues which were up seventeen or excuse me twenty-nine percent year over year they posted four hundred four point five five billion dollars in trading revenue versus the streets expectations of four point oh five I mean you gotta expect this from a big bank with a big trading division like Goldman Sachs when there's retail investors on the market and they are able to you know Sell a lot of product, sell a lot of fixed income, sell a lot of equities it's just bound to happen um and you know I, I think I think this should be the story for all the banks right now is how much their trading divisions are doing because you know it's an easy business for them to be in it's a cheap business for them to be in they're getting chart they're making markups and markdowns on their securities It's not a you know a taxing business on the profits of the banks, so to see these huge huge increases in numbers. From the big banks and their trading divisions, obviously no shock right now. But like I said earlier, the the retail investors being heavily involved in the market, they got to go somewhere to get their securities. And, you know, investment banks are principals there. They typically sell. So, you know, they're getting they're getting their markups. They're getting their markdowns. They're making (laughs) oodles of money off of this. So it's good to see the banks, you know. Making their money, and you know, maybe a little bad for the retail investor to see that they're profiting this much off the idea of their investments. But at the end of the day, it's how the market functions. It's how it's needed. Uh, The big banks are typically large market makers in certain uh, industries or certain securities. So it's no wonder that these big banks are currently, you know, getting their egg off the common man because that's just that's how the market works. And, you know, we do have to deal with that. And for better or for worse, Goldman posted a big quarter on trading revenue, which is no shock to me. I don't think it should be any shock to anyone else, but it is mentioned. and needs to be mentioned. Again, a huge blowout quarter by Goldman. Really surprised me that it only finished up 0.24%. It finished around $2, $211. Its day high was 214, so it did reach some highs early on, especially in the pre-market. It was up about 2%, but you know, quickly fell back down. I think just with the market sentiment today, we found out news that there's pretty much no chance that we're going to get a stimulus deal prior to the election, which I've been saying for a while I didn't think was going to happen, but now I think it's finally kind of settling in that that's really not gonna happen. So, you know, that probably didn't help things, but again, great quarter for Goldman Sachs. Everything that that says about the company, I, I'm bullish on. I think Goldman, is as long as they can keep ch- taking advantage of the trading revenues, and hell, if they could even buy out or create their own type of brokerage house out of this, forget about it. Like if they ever bought Robinhood, or one of those type, Weeble, whatever it is, one of those type of small time brokerage houses, it would be massive for the company. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's a wait and see game. I think Goldman is in very good position. I think this earnings report solidifies that. And I think it's possibly a buy. So moving on to the next out of the three we got today is Bank of America posted a really, really bad quarter. Not good look for Bank of America, a.k.a. Merrill Lynch. You know, revenues were down to 20.45 billion compared to the streets expectations at 20.8 and EPS only slightly beat with a 51 cent EP earnings per share compared to the 49 cent expected by the street. And then just to add a stinger to Bank of America's, you know, lousy earnings report, net interest income fell 17% year over year. I mean, that's just because of rates. It sucks and they can't really control that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't bode well for their business model. This isn't a, a company that's trading a lot. This isn't a this is a commercial bank. This is, doesn't have really that much of an investment banking side to it. There's a lot of you know opportunity in the other banks because they have much more depth to their operations, and Bank of America just does not have that. So with that being said, this crappy quarter is not, it's not going to get any better without interest and interest is going to continue to be low. We've heard that from the Federal Reserve. They said they're keeping it low till at least 2023. And, you know, one common theme we've seen out of all the banks and Bank of America included is that they no longer are keeping as much on reserve for delinquent loans. But I think that's because the loans are being easier, beginning to be easier to be paid back and banks aren't making money off interest because of how low the interest rates are. So Bank of America being heavily reliant on those interest rates, being a commercial bank and offering, you know, commercial lending. And so you you or I couldn't just go to a Goldman Sachs branch and get a loan. Let's put it that way. You or I could go to a Bank of America and get a loan. So just think of it that way. They're they're really tied to the interest rates. I think this stock has more further to go down from here. It was down about five point three percent today. I think it could go further. I'm I'm kind of bearish. Bank of America, I think they're just, you know, too wrapped up in the interest rate conversation. And with those being extremely, extremely low for at least the next two or three years, it's really going to stagnate their growth. And I'm not obviously the banks are never going to go bankrupt. Let's make that abundantly clear. But I could see it becoming much, much cheaper on the stock front. And finally, we had Wells Fargo, who didn't post a great quarter either. Wells Fargo saw 42 cents in earnings per share compared to the 45 cents the street expected, and then $18.86 billion in revenue versus the 17.97 the street expected. So be on the top line, but not on the bottom. And then of course, their net in interest income also fell about 19%. So again, another bank that's really, really struggling right now. They're still struggling from their back in 2016 with their falsified bank accounts, That that PR is not good for them. And then to add in low interest rates again, with this being another uh, bank that is heavily reliant on the interest rate environment of the country, it's just not voting well for them. I do not think they're going to be in a very good spot either. Between them and Bank of America, I think those are two, I'm not really super, super bullish any of the banking stocks due to the low interest rate environment we're currently sitting in, but you know, these are obviously the two laggards. They're not. Very big on the investment banking side, and they have struggled to find other things to get themselves on top. So, you know, with that being said, that's really all the, you know, news we have for today. But it, again, it's 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 tough for these banks. I mean, it, this is what these earnings reports are going to show for a you know substantial period of time is. That you know, this is a tough quarter for everyone. I think the banks are obviously going to see the worst of it due to low interest rates and due to how their markets work and to the fact they can't do dividends, they can't do stock buybacks, they really can't do anything. They're really strangled old right now by regulation. So, uh, you know, this is we're diving deeper into earnings season now. We've gotten through all the big banks. This is when start the rest of the companies will start reporting. But you know, I'm not too too optimistic about this earnings season. I'm sure there'll be some companies that totally blow earnings out of the water. Peloton's one I'd watch. Um, that thing's up at 132. I made that podcast back in May. It was at 42. I'm kicking myself for not buying that one. But you know, again, if they can show good subscription numbers, there's opportunities in this market. I just do not think they're in the banks. So and then finally, the one piece of macroeconomic news I kind of mentioned at the beginning where we're not going to get stimulus. I don't really think that's much of a surprise, but Mnuchin did come out today and kind of kiboshed any idea that we were going to get a stimulus check anytime soon from the federal government. No shock there. Um, it'll be curious and interesting to see how the market further reacts as we get closer to the election with the idea of no stimulus check and the heavy, heavy possibility of a contested election. So it'll be interesting to see that. But other than that, we really don't have much else to go over today. Tomorrow will be another slew of earnings for us to go over. But for now, we'll just stick with the three big banks. I did miss Delta Airlines earnings from yesterday, but it, that's not it, it wasn't eventful. We knew what they were going to miss. They missed that. You know, go figure. And But that's what happens when they you can't travel anywhere and no one's taking planes. Of course, they're going to miss. They're going to have a rough earnings report. So really nothing to go over because they're so contingent on when we're going to see Americans start traveling again. There's nothing to go over fundamentally because their fundamentals are obviously going to be poor when they don't have any business coming in. And it's all just at this point for them, a wait and see to find out when Americans are going to be comfortable traveling again. And you can have that whole conversation, but that's not a conversation for here. But so until tomorrow, make sure you follow me on the social media. Parker underscore Friedman three on Instagram at the notorious PF3 on Twitter. And then in the link of both or in the bio of both of those social media platforms is the link for YouTube. Make sure you check those out. And then finally, please subscribe and leave this podcast a rating. But until tomorrow and until more earnings, folks, stay safe and stay investing.